This podcast is part of the Loosely Connected Network. Visit www.thelooselyconnected.com for more great podcasts, networks, Twitch streams, YouTube channels, and more. All right, Loot Crate. You know what Loot Crate is. Yes, I do, Tony. But why don't you tell the rest of the listeners? Sure thing. Um, Loot Crate is an epic collectibles and gear box delivered to your door that you subscribe to. You get exclusive loot, uh, exclusive figures, t-shirts, home goods, and more. And it's a surprise every month. So treat yourself every month or give it to a friend or, <laughs> or a loved one. <laughs> and um, canceling is easy. You don't even need to call. Just update your info online and their support team is available anytime. Um, I'm literally reading off their website right now. Uh, are, are we to cut that part? <laughs> just gonna... I'll keep it. No, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's honest. It's on their website. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this month, uh, the theme is invaders. So it's called, uh, what was it? Uh, let me read it. So forget the flying saucers. They're already here and it may be too late. Embrace your new overlords with exclusive gear featuring some of our favorite alien invaders. Um, looks like they have, um, alien and then the predator. The X Files and Venom. So cool. My question is, does it have Invader Zim? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only four things that they listed that will be in the next crate. Oh. Um, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a mega crate that they're um it's sweepstakes. It's like a large crate of predator stuff with an exclusive predator mask. Wow. That's pretty cool. But yeah, if you guys want to get your own loot crate, uh, use the promo code NTFTTPod for 10% off. Okay. Come with me if you want to live. No time for time travel. Alright, uh, welcome to the No Time for Time Travel podcast where we're a podcast for nerds by nerds. My name is Tony, and joining me this week all the way from Sweden is Quack. Hello there. What? Is that a Swedish accent? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I was like, why does this sound like not normal accent? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just felt like my, my words got like in a weird, <laughs> weird, weird area of, of, of arrangement. I was like, I'm just going to go with this sound, whatever it sounds like. Okay. I couldn't make up in my mind <laughs> of how to it's sound. Like, it almost sounded like you're like Bane wearing that mask and then you're just talking. It's like, hello there. You have my permission to die. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're a podcast where you guys suggest the topic of the episode uh, for us to discuss uh, for uh, each episode. So uh, this week, the topic of the episode was suggested by John Layola. He's uh, the One Track Punk host of the One Track Punk show and co-host of the One Track Gamers. Um, his suggestion uh was uh i'm slowly pulling up the <laughs> the data hold on it is talk about the early nintendo versus sega days and he says uh, i remember i was a diehard sega like i'm guessing he's supposed to say sega fan but he just wrote i remember i was i remember i was diehard sega when i got a genesis um <laughs> Claiming it was the best. Okay. So, <laughs> that'll be our topic of the episode. Um, and uh, so, uh, Quack and I talk about this. We're probably just going to choose one versus the other, like a Super Nintendo or Genesis. And um, we're uh-huh. going to just kind of debate 
friendly debate. I guess it's friendly if we're okay. if we're still friends after. <laughs> um. So yeah, but uh, before getting into all that, how have you been doing? Uh, good. I'm uh, planning to take a trip to Berlin next week to see a friend of mine. Oh, and, okay. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Cause um, you're going and you're heading back before um our mutual friends come over to visit you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to I talked to him uh, to Hung, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about it. And I think his uh, he lands like five hours after. Okay. Uh, I, I I arrived, so I'm like, I'm just gonna wear the airport for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Because there's no point of me going back home and drive and then coming and then coming back to the airport because that will take me three hours. <laughs> Wait, what? The airport is that far away? Well, no, no. Going back to from the airport to home will take like an hour, hour and a half, mm-hmm. and then I have and then it will take like an hour and a half to go back home or to come back from my house to the airport again. Okay, so total so it's three like, hours. Well, it's three hours. I have two hours to do something, put my bags down, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So at some point, I'm just going to sleep at the airport if anything. Don't you wish you have a Nintendo Switch? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, okay, cool. Um, are you um, planning on doing uh, specific things in Berlin, or is it just kind of visit and see what happens? Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like uh, a friend, a uh, friend I met in Japan. He he happened to be German. Oh, and then, yeah. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, well, I'm just come over and and then you can stay at my place and I'll show you around." I'm like, okay. So I'm just gonna go over there and then see what happens. He said he's planning, he's planning to or he's moving uh, next week or the end on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So his place is a bit weird. Okay. Uh, it's a bit weird of uh, what you call it of of oh it's too much he's packing things up so uh, it's a bit messy in that sense. It's okay. You you have like more like the boxes could be also your bed too. Oh yeah, I mean I'm fine with yeah. it, whatever. Yeah. So it, it, as long as there's a place for me to sleep, I'm okay. By sleep, I mean like a ground. Yeah, yeah. That that reminds me too. Um, this show I've been watching. It's called The Road huh. Trick, and it's huh. a magician. He goes around Europe. And huh. trying to connect with people with magic. And um, huh. what you just told me about meeting someone in Japan and then them letting you hang out in Europe, that reminds me of um, two separate episodes on that show. One of the early episodes, I think he was in like the Danish area and he met okay. some people. And then um, in a later episode in like way like North uh, Europe, he went to visit the person he had met back on his first day of the trip and oh, then cool. yeah and he, that guy was showing him around and it turns out that guy was uh what's it called um it's not it's not hang gliding it's paragliding so the guy is like a oh. paraglider mm-hmm. so then he got the guy the magician guy to go paragliding which was crazy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well, so speaking of, of shows this is not really a show. It's more like what YouTube recommended to me. I sent it to the, the chat with you and Lam as well earlier. Oh, the video? But, yeah, the video. But it was like a, a Jenga competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like the, is it the, the world championship for Jenga. Yeah. Or, so I'm not sure how, how this, uh, how, how well known Jenga is to most listeners, but, uh, it's pretty much just a, uh, not a building, like I guess, like a a tower, a mini tower of blocks, of building blocks, mm-hmm. uh, stacked uh, with bottom of threes, and you try to slowly 
take away pieces. Each person take away a piece each turn, and try and then stack them on the top and try not to make it fall over. And the one that falls over lose that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I was watching it. Uh, I had it on in the background because YouTube recommended it to me. I was like, okay, whatever. This is kind of random. But and I was just having a background, just uh, doing other random things. But the announcer made it very entertaining, and I found myself like going back and watching it, and actually sitting down and being engaged into it. Mm-hmm. And I think I end up ended up watching like more than the the whole video itself was like fifty five minutes long, and mm-hmm. uh, for one match. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. One, one whole game which took like fifty five minutes. <laughs> wow. And uh, I was like, okay, uh, I guess we'll see what happens, how long this takes. Uh, I think the, the sidetrack, I think the, the reason I, I clicked on it was like, I saw one of the, uh, the participants, he was like posing on a couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, he's like lying down on a, a couch posing. And I just thought it was so random funny and was, I wanted to know why he did that. But anyways, um, the the thing about it is, yeah, you know how like animes they tend to have that uh have a flair of making mundane things exciting. Mm-hmm. So I felt it was like that when I was watching it. I was like, this is this is weird, and and I was really engaged throughout the like most of it that I actually watched, uh, and I watched like all the way until the end, which was amazing, by the way. Um, and I I was like, okay, I'm, I want to send it to my friends. And then just see what happens. And so you guys or you and Lam, and then I also sent one of my other, uh, or my other, or, or my old colleague of mine mm-hmm. uh, that I used to work with. Uh, and I told him like uh, I sent him the link, and he's like, I don't have like fifty five minutes to spare. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I was like, don't worry, I, I just left it on in the background because and the, and and the um, because like the announcers they were really entertaining. And I was like, oh, okay, I can leave it in the background. That's fine. And I think about like 15 minutes in, he's like, I can't stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, so he, he was like me where it's like, you just have in the background that all of a sudden you just found yourself somehow engaged into that, into that, uh, into watching it. And it was just really entertaining to, to see his perspective or he had the, he shared the same perspective I did. Man, I'm, uh, I'm a little worried though. Cause I, <laughs> I feel like I might do that and I don't really have time. So. <laughs> No, Tony, you do. You're fine. Huh? <laughs> no, Tony, you'll, you'll be fine. Just watch it. Okay. Just, just watch it. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, no, no, don't tell your fiance. I, I said, I told you not to, to watch it though. <laughs> no, actually, I was going to watch it later with her. Okay, good. Well, just yeah. have it in the background and see, and see uh, uh, what happens. And what, I want to see how, I want to test out this theory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. Anyways, that that's what happened to me today, and that, that was just really entertaining. Hmm. I wonder how how Lamb's doing. He probably stopped talking to the chat because he's <laughs> watching it. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. I did my job promoting the internet. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. So let's see what else. Um, how's uh how's work in your life, man? Um. Well, I'm excited for my Japan trip coming up. So. Oh, that's right. When are you going? I think after uh, Hung and Steve leave from you, <laughs> that's that's when I'm going. Like I'm going, I'm flying out the twenty first. Oh, okay. Yeah, and shout out to um to uh, Shay from uh, Sword Chomp. I was asking him about some uh, suggestions about what to do in Japan. 
uh-huh. uh, because he lives there. So oh. he gave me some good suggestions, and um, it's it's kind of scary for me because mm-hmm. the big typhoon just happened, and oh. um, yeah, so I was a little worried. I wasn't sure if I should cancel it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Shay said that by the time I leave and go there, the typhoon and everything, they should be gone. Um, so yeah, and he gave me a few suggestions of things to do, and it was pretty cool. So we're yeah. gonna do some of the things that he suggested. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you excited? Uh, yeah, I'm excited because I can finally break like keto, my keto diet for an extended time now <laughs> while I'm in Japan because ramen. <laughs> so, Is this your first time in Europe? Europe. You mean? Oh, Japan? sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> First time across the 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 the, the country. Uh, I, I was thinking. Sorry, I was thinking about your friend that you're going with. I'm your friend for some reason. Oh no, no. Um, I haven't been to Europe, and I still won't be for a while. Um, I want to. I just haven't. Uh, Japan. First time in Japan. Um, but not the first time in an Asian country. I've been to Thailand when I was a little kid as oh. a kind of layover for Vietnam. Oh, okay. And then uh, Taiwan as well. So I don't right. remember anything. Like literally, oh. I don't remember anything. So all of those are pretty much just trips from when you were younger then. Yeah. Um. The only thing I remember, even when I went to Vietnam, I stayed there for two weeks. Right. I didn't even remember much, except like at that time it was like early nineties. Like no one really owned uh, NES at home. It was all like at the um kind of like their version of PC cafes, but instead of like. Like, you know, there's no arcade or anything. It's just all, like, the video game systems. Yeah. It, yeah, and then you pay, like, by the hour or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I yeah. Yeah, so I went there. when, And that's the only thing I really remember is that. And then also playing a ninja game on one of my relatives' computers. Uh. Yeah. Oh, and then also being on motorcycles, going up the mountain and being scared that I'll fall off the mountain. <laughs> yeah. That so. sounds um, right, Tony. Yep. Yeah, I remember playing Double Dragon in uh, Vietnam, like Double Dragon 2 on NES. And then there was like a code where every time you hit select with some le- button, it will skip the level. Okay. Yeah, I I, I tried it at, when I got back home because I had the game at home and mm. it didn't work. So, there was some kind of like, um, I guess the, the game, the version of that game in Vietnam was like um, modified in the code or so. Okay. Yeah, so they allowed that to happen. But yeah, I thought that was yeah. weird. And interesting. My first exposure to non-regular games, like hacked games, pretty much. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Oh, and of course, I just told you this. Um, I released my first music album. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Um, what? what? Oh, no, no. I was going to tell you to just tell more about it for the uh, listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, as of today, um, my album, it's called Fairy Tale Solstice. Um mm-hmm. Um, the album's gonna, it's on, um, iTunes and Apple Music and Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, um, Amazon Music, um, a few other ones. And it's still being, like, um, currently in process for approval for more, like, worldwide ones. So, yeah, if you guys want to listen to it, um, you guys can just search for it. Search for Fairy Tale Sauces. Don't search for my name because my name doesn't show up as, um, high, uh, when you search for it right now. So, but mm-hmm. if you search for the album name, it actually comes up um, as the first choice, and oh, the reason, yeah, the reason why. So I wrote that song "Fairy Tale Solstice" a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I named it "Fairy Tale Solstice" because it sounded like kind of like a fairy tale ish song, and wow. um, but I added 
sauces to it because I was surprised that there was nothing written out there with that name. No song mm-hmm. has been ever been written with the name Fairy Tale Solstice, which is extremely rare. Um, extremely rare to find, you know, a title that hasn't been used before. Yeah. So I kept that name and I have a bunch of other songs on my album. But all the other songs' names are like Growth and Search for Happiness and um, Essence of Time. And, you know, they're, they're cool names, but then they're not unique enough. Mm-hmm. And also because the, the Fairy Tales also song was my very first song I wrote. I just named the entire album as that. And because of that, it's more unique when it's in the search results. So that's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. So so in terms of naming convention-wise, it's, it, no one really has that uh, naming name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like okay. I did, I even like just now. So I, I wrote that song such a long time ago. But even today, when I search for that name, the mm-hmm. first thing that comes up is my super, super old video of 10 years ago of me playing an early version of that song. There's no other song out there that has that name. Um, oh. like the, there are songs called Fairy Tale and then there are songs called like something solstice, like winter solstice, but there's mm-hmm. no song called Fairy Tale solstice. So I'm very, very happy about that. I'm very like, yes, I got a unique name. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to listen to it, you guys can stream it if you guys have Spotify. Um, mm-hmm. and if you guys have YouTube music, you could also stream it there. Um, uh, let's see. Otherwise, I think the album is, it, it's, it was auto priced. So I didn't have a say <laughs> in the pricing of it. So, mm-hmm. um, the album is, uh, an extended play. It's a six song album and it is, uh, $5.94, was it? I think it comes out to be 99 cents a song. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So it's so. So, how does it work with like the naming price? Uh, price or well, you applied for iTunes, right? Yeah, I actually went through another service. Uh-huh. Um, they are known to be one of those services that you submit your first um, package to, and then they review your entire package to make sure it meets the requirements for all the other distributors out there. And then mm-hmm. once it meets it, then they submit it for you on your behalf to everywhere else. Oh, well, where's everywhere else? Um. Well, let me see. So they let me let me just look up my account right now. Hold on. Yeah. They they have like um experience whatever they have experience with, right? And then like whoever they uh, are contracted with. So mm-hmm. iTunes is one of them. Apple Music. Uh, let's see. They just started contracting with Facebook. I didn't know Facebook had a music portion to it. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see. Apple Music, uh, YouTube Music, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Google Play, mm-hmm. um, Pandora. Then iHeartRadio. There's this thing called Deezer. I don't know what it is. Some of them are international. Um, Napster. I didn't know Napster was still available. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's pretty rare. Yeah. MediaNet, TouchTunes, Verve, Life, Tidal, Grace Note, Shazam. So my song is recognizable on Shazam now, which is pretty cool. Um, Seven Digital, Juke, Slacker, KK Box, Akazoo, Angami, Spinlet. Neurotic Media, Yandex, Target Music, Claro Musica, Zivuk, Savin, 8-Tracks, Cusick, Qac, Boomplay, and Simfy Africa. And then, uh, what was that? No, 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 go ahead. So finish what you were saying. Oh, and then Amazon On Demand. So, so when you were saying a kazoo, I was like, what? <laughs> Somebody's going to play a kazoo? <laughs> and then... Wait, there was a kazoo on here? I read. I heard kazoo. I'm not sure if that's what you said. Oh, oh, yeah. It's uh, it's called akazoo. Akazoo. Yes. Yeah. I read. I heard like, akazoo. I was like, 
That's a, yeah. a, a zoo. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like actually, a musician. Actually, the, the the company gives you give it to a random musician that plays out a kazoo. Yeah, it's funny because it's spelled just like a kazoo, but one word. Yeah, I expect nothing less. Yeah, That's exactly how I wanted it. Oh, cool! And it's accessible on smart TVs. Oh, smart TVs. Yeah. Interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, so uh, I don't really know what's going to happen, but, you know, I really wanted to publish a music album for a long time now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I finally did it, and we'll see how it goes. Oh, well, good luck, man. Yep. So far, it's been, do you know, do you get to see, like, the record? Like, the, I mean, not the record, but, like, kind of like the, um, the, the keep track of it, of, like, how it does. Like, it. the analytics? Yeah, the analytics of things. Um, I do, but then it's um, updated once a week. So the first uh, analytic updates I'll have by the end of Friday, which is today. Okay. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Mm, okay. Yeah, it says right now, you do not have a balance. <laughs> Meaning no one has bought my music yet as of before today's analytics. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. What else? Should we move on to the news? Sure. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the news. Um, one of the things that came out recently was uh, screenshots to the new superhero movie called Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. I don't know if you saw the official release of the new costume, um, but man, it looks really good. Like, <laughs> it looks really good. I, I think it's like a good mix, like a mashup between like Wonder Woman's costume and Spider-Man's costume. The which Spider-Man? The Marvel one, the, the most recent. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, if you look up Captain Marvel um, uh, for the picture, um, the costume is pretty much like a really accurate representation of the comic one, but it's it's designed to look like it fits in a real action scenario, like real life. Mm. So, almost like a motorcycle um, outfit, I think. Yeah. Interesting. And then, uh, what's his name is going to be in the movie too? Nick Fury, a young version of him, but still played by Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So, kinda, yeah. Is it something you're excited for? Yeah, I want to see where it goes because, like, um, they, uh, what was it? Captain Marvel is a character where they kind of changed the storyline a little bit for the movies where she's, um, half alien and half human. Okay. And she pretty much has the strength of, like, Superman style, like Superman status. Uh-huh. But her humanity holds her back i guess the way they're saying it is that it holds her back but then i'm betting the 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 movie is going to be like what you need your humanity you know something like that Mm. very like typical superman story pretty much because he's an alien but he's he's raised human so are you excited for it yeah i am hopefully it does well i really hope they don't mess it up because this movie is supposed to launch the post um avengers for like period of time because oh. yeah because captain marvel is supposed to show up in the next avengers movie as kind of like one of the people to save the world and everything like okay you know to to help out and everything like that and be she's supposed to be the powerhouse but um if they mess this movie up then i don't know how that's gonna be mm, what <laughs> it sounds really pessimistic but what do you think the odds are of them messing it up I don't know, cause they have a good track record, and <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't know, cause the actress is really good, Brie Larson. She's like a really, really high caliber actress. Um, mm. but 
you can do only do so much as an actress. If the script sucks, it's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know. I really hope they don't mess it up. It'll be cool to see everyone younger though, because they are gonna keep like a lot of the same people, but then make younger versions of them. Mm-hmm. Because the movie is supposed to take place in the early nineties. Oh, early nineties. Yeah. Like yeah, it's supposed to take place in that period of time. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm uh, I'm hoping. Like, not about Captain Marvel, but I'm hoping Venom doesn't do bad. Because I really want to like that movie. I, I, I guess I, I don't want it to do bad either. I, I do like I do like Venom as a character. And I do like... Yeah, I guess it'll be nice if it does well. Surprisingly well, I guess. That's the better word. Yeah. I mean, so far, the CG for Venom on this one looks better than what I was expecting it to look. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I also had low expectations because Sony... <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe the surprises but being good. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What, uh, do you have any news items? <clears throat> um, no, not really. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, um, Ant Man and the Wasp they just surpassed six hundred million. Okay. Um. So. So this year alone, the MCU has raked in over four billion. Wow, that's a lot. Actually. Yeah, man, dude, it's crazy. So it was like Black Panther, and then Avengers: Infinity War, and then um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Just those three movies, I think. And just those three is four billion dollars of profit. Jeez. Holy moly! I can't even imagine seeing four billion in person. <laughs> like, what does that even look like? Yeah, that's that's such a good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, the the Spider Man uh, PS4 game is almost out. I thought it's already out. No? Is it out? Maybe uh, it's already know. out. I'm just asking. I don't really know. Yeah. By the time people listen to this, it's probably out. So we'll see. Um, let's see. Yeah, Jude Law is in the Captain Marvel movie. Uh, I don't have anything else. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Okay. So should we move on? Sure. Topic of the episode. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the topic of the episode, which is pretty much Sega Genesis versus Super Nintendo. So take a side. Well, I, I think we talked about this previously, but I only know Super Nintendo. I don't know. I didn't really have a, a Sega. Yeah, so, I only know I, Sega Genesis because I didn't have yeah. a Super Nintendo. So, so we'll just both we'll say what we know. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, and I, I guess like. Well, what did you choose aside uh, when you were well, back then? I guess when you were when you had to either get the Super Nintendo and the Sega, was that an option for you, or was it just more like uh, you could have had both, but you just wanted Sega? No, I only had an option of one, and I chose Sega because I fell fell was it called fell for all the ads, I guess. Okay. Because I don't know if you remember, they, the Sega, they had like aggressive ads against Nintendo. And um, there was um, one ad that showed a side-by-side view of the video games. And huh? it was so dumb, too. So, one half of it was Mario Kart. And then, like, when the light went green, the car was stalling. And it just went really slow. And then on the other side was Sonic just, like, running super fast in his game. <laughs> and... It was pretty much just like the whole like nineties things like Sega, you know. So yeah, yeah I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Even because so. when you said aggressive, I I immediately envisioned that 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 voice saying Sega, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Like, man, that is like, impressive. It's it's crazy too because if you think about it, Sega's marketing was like very ADD. It was so like like ah Sega hyper ah. <laughs> Everything was just like high level energy, like, like super highly caffeinated, you know? And then <laughs> Super Nintendo was just like a nice family game, like family system. Yeah, that's uh, true. It yeah. was very, um, what's the word? Tamed. Yeah, yeah. And then you can kind of see it too, like with some of the video games back then. Um, like, I don't know, like you got more RPGs, right? And I had more like side scrollers, action games. True. Well, I mean, I think. What was it? Uh, yeah, I, I guess it. Earthworm Jim was like the spokesperson, or besides Sonic, sorry. Uh, besides Sonic, uh, it, I guess like side scroller would be Sonic, I could, and Earthworm Jim would be more platformish, right? Yeah, but I thought Earthworm Jim was multi platform, wasn't it? <coughs> yeah, I don't remember. But what, what's considered multi platform then? I, well, I like if it appears on like more, more than one console. Was Earthworm Jim on Super Nintendo? No. Oh, really? No, that, that, that's why, like, I remember I played it. Uh, on in the the stores or like like uh, Twitter us, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, this game is pretty fun. Yeah, and then that was never available. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. It is available. I think it what? might have gotten a release later or so. Okay, okay. Let me see. But it it was available for for um SNES. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm kind of jealous that I wasn't aware. Oh, it was released. So. It was a several months difference. So, um, in Sega Genesis is August and uh-huh. in SNES was October. Oh. Yeah. So same year, but a few months difference. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and then there was like other games like, I don't know, um, my, one of my favorites was actually making a comeback right now is Streets of Rage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That game was awesome. Like, I remember getting that game for a bargain. It was like 10 bucks in the bargain bin. And, um, that was so fun. Like, so, so fun. Like, I played Final Fight 2 on SNES. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't like it as much. I don't know. Final Fight. I don't remember what that was like. Final Fight had the guy named Guy. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Hagar and someone else, I forgot. It was pretty much a side-scrolling action fighter action. Like, uh, what was it? It's kind of like Double Dragon, but with they, it was made by Capcom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think... What I didn't like about SNES ver- like games like that, like uh, specifically Final Fight, mm-hmm. was it didn't feel like it was very strong. Like when they were fighting, it felt like weak hits. Like, did you watch The Matrix? Yes. Do you remember the fight scenes in The Matrix? The Atomic One or, or yeah, the or, first one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you remember how it felt? Um, are we talking about? The one, all of it, in general? Yeah, in general, all of it. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, if you do rewatch it, the fight scenes in The Matrix, they're choreographed well, but the sound design made it sound like a lot of, like, air whipping, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was no, like, impactful hits. Uh-huh. Um, as opposed to some of the Chinese movies that it's inspired from. Yeah. The the Chinese movies, like, you, you hear, you really hear, like, someone getting hit. That's um, true. That's how I felt with Final Fight versus Streets of Rage. Like, the Final Fight hits were, like, weak. And the Streets of Rage almost sounded like you you punched through, like, a trash can. You know? Like that, <laughs> that sound when you punch someone. <laughs> now I'm just imagining, like, what, when you said Street of Rage, punching through a trash can. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like so you're, you're you're angry in the middle of the street, you're just punching trash. <laughs> that's the game. No, but you do do that because I, I know you do because that's you get items and stuff. But yeah. it's just so funny that, that I envision that automatically. Yeah, yeah. You punch, you know, you break those barrels, and you find food on the floor, yeah. and you find it. <laughs> Um. Uh, what well, what, what, yeah, what SNES games did you like that you probably thought were better than Genesis? Um, I think the one thing I really liked, well, the two games that I really liked. Um, oh crap! Sorry, there was a cricket that just jumped on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go on. Go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think uh, two games that I enjoyed. Um, where was one is a uh, Killer Instinct, and oh, yeah. and then that one was originally on arcade, right? Yeah, but it didn't. Yeah. Uh, it didn't get a, a Genesis release, I think. No, it didn't. That that's why uh, it was like tipping the scale as well because uh, that game was uh well, sorry, there's three games. <laughs> so uh, first is uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, sorry, first is Killer Instinct. Uh. That one I played when I was a kid, getting in quarters and playing in the arcade, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then once I had, like, my friend had it and I had it uh, on our system, we played it a lot. Um, second game I think uh, that really got me into was Donkey Kong. Oh yeah, it came with the game for uh, for the, or the system. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, my first Super Nintendo had like, Donkey Kong, the first mm-hmm. game. Uh, and, and the very last game is Mega Man X. Oh, yeah. Wait, so you didn't get to play Yoshi's Island on SNES? No, I didn't. I didn't really play a lot of Mario games, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, I was never, like, sold into the Mario franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was more interested in all the other stuff around it. I, I think, I think possibly the, the reason, uh, my that I got into the Super Nintendo was that um, my cousin uh, she had like a Super Nintendo at her place, mm-hmm. and when I visited her, I would end up playing the her her system for hours. And then when she visited, she would bring her system. Her oh, hours. okay. So I'm like, so all I knew were that system, and I think like well back then as well for us, we didn't really have the money or op- or, or options to uh, to can to even have both. As an option, mm-hmm. so it's more like okay, well, one or the other, and uh, I guess you were brought in by the advertisement. I was brought in by like what my my cousin had, and it's like oh yeah, I remember the game that she had, and she would bring this over, and then we would uh, we would be able to play it. Yeah, I think, and then for me, the side effect was also I think it caused me one thing caused me, but I really liked Mortal Kombat the arcades, mm. and when it was brought to the consoles. And it was brought to both SNES and Genesis. I don't know if you remember, but uh, Nintendo uh, censored Mortal Kombat for Super NES. Oh, really? Yeah. So, there was no way to put blood in it. Um, so, <laughs> both games, actually. Both games, when you got the game, there was no blood in it. But it's, Nintendo was strict and said, no, absolutely no blood in it, right? And then mm-hmm. Genesis had a code that you could put in <laughs> to enable blood. So it was like A B A C A B B. Like I still remember it. And um, 
it was funny because it showed up. So when you launch the the Mortal Kombat game, it would show like you know the intros and all all that, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then there would be one screen which is like the text that would just like you know how it types out the text, and then you just see it like fill up the screen. Um, and you're reading it and stuff. And that screen was called the Code of Honor screen. So it was like talking about what the Code of Honor is, but that's where you input your code for for the uh, the blood code. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Um. So that that was a side effect of like having the Genesis gave me the benefit of playing a more arcade like uh what was violent. it Ar- arcade accurate? No, sorry, I was gonna say a more violent game. Oh, violent. <laughs> well, I guess. Oh yeah, like the fatality in um in um, Mortal Kombat for for uh, Sub Zero, right? Oh. Do you remember his like iconic fatality? No, I didn't know he was iconic. Yeah, so it's the one where he rips the guy's uh, spine off. Do you know that one? Oh, that was... Uh, I didn't know it was him. Uh, yeah, I know of it. Yeah. Yeah, so so in um in the arcade, so the motion was like, he would start to do an uppercut. Like, that's how the, the frames were. And then at the end of the uppercut, it's actually just him, like, ripping the spine out. Okay. Um, so in the, in the Genesis one, it kept that. In the... In the Super Nintendo one, it was changed to a super uppercut. So the fatality was he would do the same motion of the uppercut, but then the person would just fly up like fifty feet in the air or something. <laughs> that that's all. <laughs> that sounds kind of lame, actually. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's one of the uh, other things that just gave me more advantage on um on liking the Genesis side. Uh-huh. Um. What other games? So there were Streets of Rage. There was that. Uh, Sonic Spinball was really fun. So Spin- yeah, Sonic Spinball was you're play, pretty much playing Sonic the Hedgehog in like some shorter levels, and then okay. like there's a certain part of a level where you jump in and then you become a pinball, and you're playing a pinball game. Mm. But because you are actually controlling Sonic and the pinball machine, when you shoot yeah. up in the air and your character's in the air, you can still maneuver as Sonic. Mm, so that that was a cool mechanic and because you know it's a sonic game it only appeared on genesis at the time mm. um I'm trying, I'm trying to remember but because i do remember i had a friend that had sega and i do play some of the stuff that he had like uh or, or borrow i guess and it was like sonic was definitely a big thing i remember it was pretty fun as well yeah do you remember any of the other ones uh of the sonic ones well, of the uh, of of just uh, Sega Genesis games that you played, I only like played like three big ones, I guess. Uh, one was um, Earthworm Jim, mm-hmm. uh, Sonic. Uh, no, sorry, four. Uh, I played Comics. The guy, oh, yeah, yeah, that the panel that was really cool. Yeah, Comic Zone, I think. Comic Zone, yeah, that's right. I think that that was like the first beat, not the first beat up. But one of the few beat ups that I really enjoyed back then. It is really cool. Yeah. Um, and it had a really different take uh, versus all the other stuff that uh, I've played. Um, the other one was, what was it? Oh, do you remember the game Columns? Columns? No, I, I don't know that one, actually. It's um, it's pretty much like a Tetris clone, but it, okay. it's not Tetris. It's um, instead of like making lines, you are... Like, blocks will come down in sets of three. They're always, like, a long three block. But then each of the blocks are different colors. And oh. when you 
press the button, you're switching the order of the colors, and then your your goal is to match up the colors. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, that was a very addicting game too. Did you ever play? I forgot what it's called. Uh, it was like the green guy, green Vector man with many circles. Vector man, huh? Vector man. Vector man, yes. Yeah, that, I didn't play it, but I, I knew about it because I really wanted that game. Me too. But I never got to. I, I only played it in, at Toros. Oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. The X-Men games were pretty fun on a Genesis. Which one? Um, They had they had specific games. Mm. Which one would you enjoy the most then, I guess? I don't remember. I, I just remember when I was playing them, Um, I used Nightcrawler a lot because you could teleport anywhere with them. Mm-hmm. I think it was X-Men 2 Clone Wars, but I don't remember exactly. But yeah, th- those those were like really good games. They were Genesis only. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I remember I played a few Marvel games and they, they had X-Men as well. I think I had the X-Men game. And then uh, it's like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah, and, pretty much. And then another one was like Spider-Man. I played like a diff- many different versions of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, then there were like, what is it? Oh, uh, the Power Ranger game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, sorry. Uh, the, the one that I, I liked, uh, one of the games I just remember now is, uh, those Dragon Ball games, the Dragon Ball Z games, the old school one. Oh gosh. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, that was really cool on SNES. Yeah. That was, that was really fun because, uh, you, they had the whole idea of like flying in the sky you find him, you hit him up and knock him down, that sort of thing. I was like, oh my god, this is just like what I watch every Saturday morning. But I'm playing the characters. Wait, how'd you watch it every Saturday morning? What do you mean? On what channel? Uh, channel 9. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, okay, yeah. Of course. It, they they had that for like up until a certain point, then it stopped. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, a, a sidetrack from our current topic. Yeah. And it, it showed that like was it seven in the morning, six thirty? Yeah, like super early. Yeah, and I, I would record it just in case I, I missed it. But most time I would catch it and watch it, and then go back to sleep or something. Uh, yeah. But, but anyways, it was really annoying because uh, then it would go up to the freezer arc and then like, stop. The first, yeah, we got to like the Ginyu Force, not even yeah. fighting them. They're just introducing the Ginyu Force. Oh really? Oh, no, they did fight. Right? No, no, they did fight. Sorry, they did fight. No, no. They they stop. I remember that they stop. It really annoyed me. They stop while Goku was charging up to be Super Saiyan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you no. you never actually got to see him as Super Saiyan. Oh, I, I missed that then. I I got like only to like the yeah. I only got to like, the Ginyu Force like when he was fighting. Um. Oh my God. Uh. What's what's the uh red guy with? Raccoon. No, not Raccoon. Uh. No, it was the Time Guy. The Time Toad Guy. I forgot his name. Yeah. Uh, 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 but anyways, the time told guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he, they were just about to fight. And I was like, all right, I can't wait for next week. And next week was flashback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that a lot. Yeah, they, they do that so much. And each time, like, you just get like a little bit more. You go, you uh, go back to flashback. And the next one is like, oh, okay, it's going to start at the very, at, like, I don't know. From like Vegeta again, mm-hmm. and then you'll go back up to that and just give you two more episodes, and then they they stop completely. Yeah, really annoying. So annoying. Yeah. Yeah, and I think at one point I just started 
I found out about like the the Asian channel having Dragon Ball, and I was watching that, and <coughs> I was watching that in Japanese. Oh, see, so I didn't know about that. I found out that Telemundo had it. Oh yeah, Telemundo so, had it too. Yeah, That's so I was I watching. More. <laughs> yeah, I was watching it in Spanish, and yeah. I had no idea what they were saying, but it looked cool. Yeah, but but anyway, sorry. Let's go back to top. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. For for me, I, I just saw. I think. Super Nintendo for me felt like there were a lot more games, even though some of them were like super, uh, had like the, was like the Super Nintendo version, like, uh, uh super, super basketball, or super double dribble, or super Spider Man, something like that. Super Oh, Contra, yeah. That was about Super Contra, but I'm speaking of. No, Super Contra was Super C, and that's what, that was actually on the NES. Yeah. Uh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, SNES got, Contra 3, I think. Alien Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alien Wars. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. There, there was a lot of... Uh, a, lot, a lot of more games. But... Uh, Genesis had a lot of exclusive games as well. That looked really cool. I kind of wish I, I got a chance to play more. Yeah. I mean... The Genesis, though, as a system, didn't do too, too well. And then, like, after that, Saturn didn't do too well. And Genesis had this peripheral called the 32x and it didn't do well like genesis just failed at hardware so then that's why they they decided to go to making video games only mm. um but it was weird because when they switched over to video games only then all their their sonic games went bad like they just started making worse games yeah so. like i felt like uh they like you were saying they're making worse games like there wasn't really a lot uh they didn't have a lot of games going on for them and the games they had, the big games, was pretty much Sonic and Earthworm Jim. That was like well, their- I mean, well, Earthworm Jim wasn't made by them, but their big games were Sonic, um, the Virtual Cop series. Uh, was it um, House of the Dead, mm. um, uh, Jet Set Radio? A lot of Dreamcast games. Uh, yeah, so they they did have some big, like Panzer Dragoon. I think was another one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. And they had that one weird game called Knights on the Saturn. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, man. Yeah, I, don't, I remember the, the stuff, but I don't remember the games. Yeah. 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 There, there were a lot of, like, Sega-specific games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So, I, I guess, like, for me, it was definitely more of, like, uh, the people I knew at the time had Super Nintendo, and I was just trying to fit in. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and there were a lot of, plus there were a lot of games as well. A lot of game I- options. I mean, I, I was an outcast for video games when I was a kid because I had the Genesis. Everyone else had SNES. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But the nice thing was that people would want to play the Genesis games because they can't. Right? Yeah. That's <laughs> true. You, yeah. You become like a, a relic. A rare relic. Yeah. Yeah. So, that part was cool. Dude, I had this <laughs> one game too called Quackshot. It was the worst game ever. <laughs> Did you ever hear about that game? No. You play as Donald Duck? But you're not regular Donald Duck. You're an archaeologist Donald Duck. And and you're going around and you have a gun and the gun shoots plungers. And you're supposed to use your, your plungers. Uh, it, it stuns enemies. And when you upgrade your plungers, then some of them stick to walls for a little longer. And then you could jump on the plungers to launch yourself upwards. Like, uh. But man, that game was intensely difficult. Oh, this is intensely bad. It was... It was, I mean, it was just so difficult. I didn't get to enjoy it because uh, I couldn't okay, pass okay. enough levels. You know, 
Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you should probably try to watch some gameplay of it. It looks yeah. really quirky and weird. Uh, yeah. Was one of the, yeah. Send, send me the link or, or the, uh, the name again later. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. It was one of the games I think my dad got for me without asking me what game I wanted. So, oh. so he chose that because the, the cover art looked cool. <laughs> so, so uh, since you brought a game, I'm going to remind you of another game as well. Super Metroid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of good games on Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I named the bad one. But... Now, that I'm, now that I'm listing it off. Well, uh, what was it? Street Fighter on Super Nintendo was better than the Genesis one. Was it? Yeah, mostly because of controls. Because mm. Genesis for the longest time had three-button control. So, it was yeah. dumb because you know how like Street Fighter used six buttons, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then the SNES controller would have six buttons. The Genesis standard was three buttons. It was A, B, C, yes. and then start. So Wait, I thought they, they didn't have the side buttons? Or the, no, the, they didn't. Side? No, they never had shoulder buttons. Oh. Um. So, later on, they did have a six-button controller where it was like A, B, C, X, Y, Z, but it was all on the face, just like an arcade. Oh, I, I do remember that one, actually. Yeah. yeah, but the original, like A, B, C, and start, if you played Street Fighter... It would be really annoying because your ABC is light, medium, heavy punch. Yeah. And then you have to press start. It doesn't pause the game. Start toggles between punches and kicks. Oh, God. That's so annoying. Yeah. So, you'd be doing like a fireball. Then you have to toggle to do like a hurricane kick. Wow. Yeah. It was way annoying. I got used to it, but it was still really annoying. Jeez. Um, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't just quit the game. Um, because that's the only game I could play. <laughs> what do you mean like like that you enjoy or the fighting uh, game? yeah because at that time I think I already beat some of the other games I had uh, um like more combat I played to death no pun intended <laughs> so um I was just waiting for more combat 2 so I got Street Fighter oh good <laughs> yeah but yeah okay. even then yeah no the controls huh? still suck for more combat 3 because because <laughs> like more combat you still play that yeah, so here, here's the other thing. So, it's even worse for Mortal Kombat 3. So, um, Mortal Kombat has a high punch, low punch, high kick, low kick, and block, right? Uh-huh. But you have a three-button controller. So, how do you manage that? The, the way they did it was A is low punch, B is block, and then C is low kick, and then A plus B is high punch, and then B plus C is high kick. Oh, it sounds so confusing. Yeah. So, you'd be playing the game... And pressing combinations of buttons simultaneously and timing it with the other buttons in order to do combos correctly. So, I don't, I don't mean to be mean to you, Tony, but you be like played like a rather hard game back then. <laughs> but now I, I notice you're, you can't handle the, the, the more complex games that, that we play. You mean it- like League of Legends? Yes, there's like four buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. You know why? I think it's because League of Legends, every game that you play, you play online and you're playing a live game. Uh And you can't pause, you can't go back to training, you can't do any of that. Um, Whereas for Mortal Kombat and all the other games back then, I would just keep it on the training mode and then start practicing like on hour's end to remember the button combos. And it was mostly memorizing button combos, not like strategizing and when to use them. Okay. okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's a different type of thinking. Yeah. Like, if you played, um, if you played Killer Instinct, 
and you play yeah. League of Legends, which one do you think is more complicated? I, I guess true. Yeah, because Killer Instinct's true. all about combos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get less anxiety when I have practice. <laughs> That's true. It's fine. Yeah. Which, by the way, I need to download um, League of Legends again. Wait, why? Oh, I wanted to play it again. Oh. <laughs> I know I don't have time, but still. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I'm just curious. Because I, I found a way. So, my, you know how my laptop overheats? Uh-huh. Um, I found a good way now. So, I would take a, a giant, like, premium ice pack that you buy to put in coolers. And then I'd wrap it in, in a towel, paper towel, and then leave it on my laptop. So, it doesn't wet my laptop, but it keeps it super cool. So, then uh-huh. my processor can run at, at maximum power. So, so you're doing it kind of like a, as a trial run. So no, I've I've been editing video this way. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been working well. But I mean, oh yeah, I guess before your your laptop was kind of dying. Yeah, before what would happen is in the middle of the game it would shut down because oh. it'd be like overheating. Yeah, oh. the processor can run the game, but it can't take the heat. Oh. Yeah, but if I keep it cool, it's fine. So okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fine. But I mean, you're streaming stuff now too. Isn't it overheat? Yeah, if I have the ice pack, it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. If I don't, then I stream at like two frames a second. Jeez. Okay. And then shut down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Let's, so, let's, uh, let's move on to the community question. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, <laughs> I think that we, we'll wrap this up now. Since, uh, so I guess from, from your point of view, Tony, would you say the Super Nintendo is better? Uh, you did I... mention, what? You did mention that both of your favorite games, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, were horrible on the, Super, <laughs> on the Sega Genesis. Okay, fine. SNES is better. <laughs> All right. Yes, I converted him. <laughs> okay. You, you, you got mail. You, you, you. You got mail. You, 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 you got mail. You, you, you. Uh, so, community question last time was, what's your favorite birthday memory? We Ugh. talked about it last week. Um, and let me pull that up again. So, the only response we got was actually from Judge Craig. Um, so, I guess no one else remembers their birthday. <laughs> Let's see. And I, I thought Judge Craig's uh, uh, response is really funny. So, Judge Craig is the host of the... Um, uh, Real Hero Talk podcast, and he's also the co-host of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, um, and he's also the managing editor for the Enthusiast Network. Mm. Um, I forget, did you talk to Judge Greg yet, ever? No, no, okay. I don't think we have. Oh, okay. Um, Alright, so Judge Greg says, I don't actually really celebrate my birthday. I had a really good workout, then a nice burger one year. That was cool. <laughs> that was his answer. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Like, I enjoyed like, small stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do we have a question this week? Uh, not really. Okay. Uh, How about we ask uh, We ask them, what was your favorite video game from the 16-bit era? Okay. Did we ask that before? No, right? I don't know. Really, I don't track anymore. So, <laughs> we uh, might be asking the same questions, but we'll just ask. Okay. Sure. Let's just do that. So, okay. what's your favorite, favorite uh, game from the 16-bit era? I mean, do you have to ask me? <laughs> you listeners <laughs> yeah my favorite is Mortal Kombat and your favorite is probably Mega Man X yeah okay I feel like we, we by, by answering so so easily I feel like we asked a question before already it's okay we may have different listeners who knows okay 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 
Um, all right, let's move on to the final lap. Um, okay, you have anything to promote? Uh, check out Tony's new album on Spotify, iTunes, and what else? Any major music distribution company, you'll find it. And a kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, just search for Fairy Tale Solstice. Um, I'm gonna be posting. By the time you guys hear this, you will probably be seeing our fourth episode of Why So Similar, and um, it's gonna be going over wrestling games and the music from wrestling wrestling uh wrestlers and their intros, and then seeing what songs those sound like. A lot of that was um suggested by Kinetic, who's the host of the Behind the Line Radio and also part of Enthusiasts. So, um, thank you for those, uh, those submissions. Um, otherwise, you can, guys can catch us on all the regular social media outlets. Um, but yeah, until next time, no time for time travel. Signing off, Herdiger and Warp Speed. See ya. Bye. Come with me if you want to live. No time for time travel.